things are changing so quickly. It does need a complete shake-up and a complete change. It's globalisation that is the, the massive change we're going through. People are afraid and, and they always will be uh, with change. We, we, we need to live in, in hope. That's what something keeps us going. I voted once when I was 18 and I've never voted since. People really did think that everything will change that quickly. Change for the sake of it, rather than actually thinking through the implications of I'd it. i just love to see a better place, I really would. You have to move with change. Just just accept each other. Um, we've got a slightly odd question for you. Don't want to interrupt your relaxed time. Odd Britain is officially on its way out of the European Union after 44 years as a member after invoking a part of European law known as Article 50 on Wednesday. We're on a bit of a mad journey around the country. Um, we're doing 50-mile leaps and we're kind of talking to people about the things that, that are important to them. We're knocking on door number 50. We're recording voices about what people like about where they live, what they hope for yeah. in the future, particularly with lots of changes going on, like the UK leaving Europe. This is Indefinite Article. On the 29th of March 2017, nine months after a divisive referendum, Theresa May signed Article 50, beginning the process of Britain's exit from the European Union. In the weeks that followed, we set out on a listening journey. We travelled in leaps of 50 miles across the four countries of the UK, knocking on number 50 doors as we went. We were looking for conversations that went beyond the easy stereotypes that seemed to run through all our discussions about Brexit. I'm Ali Avery. And I'm Alice Myers. Hello. Sorry to bother you. Um, um, just, can we just take a moment of your time and ask you a bit of a weird question? This is episode one, in which we begin our journey and visit Anglesey, Denby, Liverpool and Belfast. When I came to the UK, I thought I just found this, I thought I found this promised land. I think it was, you know, because I was in London and there was this like multicultural, amazing melting pot of all these different people. It's just living in the same place, learning from each other and interacting with each other in like a completely peaceful way. And I think it's incredible that it, that's exactly 50 years, isn't it, between the 60s and the 70s when a lot of really awful things happened in London, a lot of um, racially motivated bad things and, and protests and riots and that kind of stuff happened. Like, I just can't believe how recent it is and I can't believe how far the country has come and I think that's what Britain should hold on to. I think that's what people should realise, like, this is, this is what makes it a unique place and not going back to some sort of a mythical place where there was, you know, some sort of a pure Englishness that never existed. London is, is a little island down the bottom, isn't it? You know what I mean? That's not the country. It's uh, full of immigrants and, you know... I don't mean immigrants as black people, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm talking about Russians and Chinamen and, and things like that, and they've got all, plenty of cash, and they, all they want to do is become British. So is part of it for you, the, the sort of making our own laws, but also having stronger borders? Oh, yeah, yeah. yes. 
Yeah. I mean, Lemisaria can stay, <laughs> but we don't want any, many more of them. Thank you very much indeed. We have enough. Do you feel Denby has changed in these years with, with immigration? No. No. No, not at all. I mean, the, the people that come here from other countries are accepted and taken in. It's when they start um, getting a bit above themselves which makes me very angry. I don't like that at all. don't like that at all. Where, where do you feel that's happened? In, in big cities? Oh, yes. Or... Oh, yes. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, look at Birmingham. You would never believe that was a... a British city, would you? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess I grew up in London, so my perspective yeah, I was born in. I was born in okay, London, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I go back and you think, this isn't the same place. <laughs> I remember the day that Poland joined the EU. I remember when I was in Warsaw in my sister's flat. And I remember coming out onto the balcony and just looking over Warsaw and just just feeling so like overwhelmed with um with joy and like feeling like um this is like hope. <laughs> I can't believe I've <laughs> about the EU. <laughs> um, <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> It was just, yeah, it was a feeling of, like, the world's opening up and, like, all this pain that the previous generations had gone through. All of these barriers, all of these walls, like, you know, the Berlin Wall and all of these walls, all of these uh, borders that we'd gone through as children where my parents would tell me to smile at the border guards because they were so afraid that, they, that we wouldn't be let through. Like, all that fear that we grew up with. I just felt like that was, you know, it's like, oh, this is going to go away because now we're part of this bigger thing and this bigger thing's going to be so good for us. Yeah, just a change. Change. Liverpool getting a bit hectic. Scousers holiday in Anglesey all the time. Do you know what I mean? That's that's where Scousers and Manx and that's we all beeline for for um, for uh, Anglesey. The, the Brummies all they all make a beeline for Barmouth. Usually we know where we're going and, and we know what's on them beaches, what we'll be collecting. Apart from driftwood, you can never you can never be sure where driftwood's going to come up. You don't seem to get much driftwood coming up. What have been your favourite things that you found? Oh, sea glass. Definitely, I just love sea glass. I, I, it's crazy. If it, it, I'd be moved to this island seven, eight years ago, um, and it, my mates had said to me, you'd, you'd be collecting sea glass and making Julie. I said, yeah, I'm sure, you know. I mean, I used to I used to work on the beach. I've worked on the beach since I was 16. Okay. I've been on the beach all my life. I've been I was a lug worm supplier. Black, it was called it's called black lug. And the, bank, yeah. And what they do is they'll commit suicide because of the pressure in the wall, in the ground. Once you take them out the ground, because they go deep as deep as your arm, you got to put your arm down and grab them. You know, pull them up. And next thing is you just explode. <laughs> so they're called sui lug committing suicide. Yeah. And um, that's what I used to do for a living. I've done that for 32 years. I don't think half of them know why they voted out. Mm. 
You know, I don't think half of them understood what was going on, really, to be honest. I mean, I don't. I didn't vote. I don't vote. I voted when I got... I was 18. Was you allowed to vote when you were 18? Yeah. I voted once when I was 18, and I've never voted since. And I don't vote, and I don't care about politicians, <laughs> to be honest. You know, like I say, it doesn't matter. I've never noticed no difference whether Conservative, Labour, because that's all there ever is, Conservative, Labour. I've never seen any difference. The richest always seems to get richer, whatever country it is, doesn't it? You know, and people were just sick of the rich telling us how well we're doing when we weren't doing that well at all. That's what, my, my, that's what I, I felt. I would absolutely love all those banks in the city to move to, back to Europe. I'd love to see the city of London um, less influential and then maybe they put more money into manufacturing and actually producing stuff rather than this fake economy that's dri driving. That's what I'd love to see happen. What, what would you like to see us manufacturing? Kind of I, I'd, love high, I'd love to see high. I'd love to see high tech. Because otherwise, it's pointless us producing it because we won't. We our labour will be too high from other countries, so it'd have to be high tech. Otherwise, we won't survive. I um I built trains for Bomb in Derby, Bombardier. Do you like doing that? Well, I'd rather do nothing. I'd rather be one of those fat cats and um, have other people doing stuff for me. But now you get the spread on the table. Every time that national anthem comes on, I I have to switch the telly over. I abs I absolutely hate hearing God Save the Queen. So I flicked, so, at a push, I'd say I was British. Yeah, I wouldn't ever say I was European. Have you noticed that the street signs have switched, so it's English first and then Welsh? Just says M56, but are we on an M road? That looked like M56 there. I feel really alienated from a lot of um, a lot of the UK. Um, it makes me really sad. I feel like in me there's been a real need to just feel like I'm doing something. Yeah. And it's interesting hearing people talk about their kind of fatigue with the news and with the media about it because I feel I know I have quite a high sort of capacity or threshold for that but yeah I think I don't know I don't know what I'd be doing if I wasn't doing this Kadida hair salon? Yay! <laughs> All right, my name's Rachel Gorham Lloyd, and we're on Lodge Lane in Toxteth, Liverpool. Um, I'm getting my hair done um, by Khadija, who always does my hair. I don't let anybody else do my, do my hair but Khadija. Um, Khadija, where are you from originally? 
West Africa, Senegal. There you go. I've lived here now for 10 years. I moved here um, with my little boy and I absolutely love it and I couldn't see myself living anywhere else in Liverpool. Even though people say, oh, toxic, oh, it's rough, it's this, that. Yeah, don't get me wrong. You have that little bit of, you know, little bit of crime and, you know, the young kids will, you know, sometimes be little terrors. But on the flip side of that, you have the community. It's very, very cultural. Um, there's a lot of restaurants down here as well. You can't starve down here. There's no, no way you could starve. Um, you can get fat here. <laughs> <laughs> you get, you can get fat here, yeah. There's like you can get lovely curries. Oh my god, um, kebabs, um, fried chicken, West Indian food. Honestly, it's just unbelievable. Everyone's so friendly. Everyone says morning. It's just a really good community. I think a lot of the people who voted to be out of Europe thought that that would. You know, there'd be, for example, a big massive bus and everyone will get on the bus and they'd all leave. But a lot of the people who are immigrants within this area have paid to be in this country and have helped to fund the country. And they're running businesses within this country and helping to employ people within the country. I've even had somebody who is actually um, from Iran and he said to me um, that he was happy yeah. that... Um, Brexit happened and he actually voted yeah. to be out of Brexit yes, because he said he had people coming into his shop who were, um, I think, from Poland or something like that. And he said, all they do is um, get the benefits, come into my shop and drink. And I want them out. <laughs> and I was like, I can't believe you've said that. You, to a British person they will put you in the same category as that Polish person that you've just said. I can't believe you said that. But sometimes people are retired from Europe and they come here to take their retirement money. So sometimes people are very upset with that as well. Well, it works. You've got so to I think about But it works both ways. You see, this, yeah. is, this is what makes me laugh as well about this country. We go over to Spain... And we go and retire in Spain and we have our little com British communities and have our little British pubs and our little British um, shops. And then we shout at people who come over here and have like the Arab shops and their Arab Arabs like, oh, they're not integrating. Like I say I'm a scouser and then like my mum's from Barbados and then my dad's from Nigeria, so I've got that culture. But then I understand the culture of like Arab culture. I'm just... I mix, I'm just, I just am. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I just am. And I think that's the best way to be. And I think that's the future, to be honest. Because I really hate ticking those boxes. You know, when you get that form and you've got to tick that box. And I'm like, oh, for God's sake, really? Can we not move away from this? That was lovely, that. I feel like I feel all released as well. I've got like loads off my shoulders. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like. Well, uh, my name's Tom. Uh, we're currently on a ferry on the way to Belfast. Uh, we just left Liverpool and we should be arriving in Belfast in about two hours. My dad was a fervent uh, lever. Um, 
whereas I voted Remain um, he felt that British people were kind of being ripped off um, through global companies through cheap migrant labour and that, that's something I can't really argue against I'll be totally honest personally um, I see myself as a Londoner and I grew up in a multicultural environment I'm used to meeting people from around the world whereas um, my dad and a lot from his generation I'd say uh, they were from an era where you didn't have um, mass immigration or um, an internationalism uh, that was the bedrock of the EU so if anything people are just voting for nostalgic purposes I think problem is, is my nostalgia is not his nostalgia um, I, I quite like multiculturalism some people don't from just where I picked you up, the Newton Arch Road, East Belfast. So it's literally two minutes from where I picked you up there on the Newton Arch Road. Is that where you've always lived? Up, born, bred and buttered, yep. The whole life, 52 years. It's very, very much from from when I, when I was born, it was very much family orientated. And it was close-knit, small terraced houses. And you were just basically living out in and out of everybody's houses back then, you know. And it's sort of kept that sort of community feeling all the years, you know. People have moved away, people have died, and people have moved in and have sort of... <clears throat> it's, it's slightly changed um, and brought different people to the area. But, I mean, I, I welcome them, like, as long as they're, they're not here to disrupt our community, join in and, and take part in what, in what we believe in, you know, in the community. I have no problem leave, leaving the EU if, I mean, it's not going to, either way, it w it's not going to change my life dramatically. Our, our way of living, it's not going to alter that much. There's been plenty of things over the years, I think, that has maybe been more threatening than that that's happened to us in, 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 in Belfast and certainly in our community that we've had more things to worry about than, than Brexit, you know, or anything like that. So. We'll wait and see what happens, what, what, what it encounters, but initially I don't think I've, I or my family have, have too much to worry about. There's, there's a natural suspicion or a natural kind of wariness sometimes um, because they're not quite sure where you're from or who they're talking to. There's that kind of almost like understandable suspicion um, of people trying to get information out of you and nobody wants to be a type. <laughs> <laughs> I find it very surprising that there was a lot of issues that weren't really fully fleshed out or talked about particularly here considering that we stand to change the most or have the most kind of drastic implications in terms of like having to potentially form a border with the Republic again which could obviously have massive like sort of knock-on implications to like I don't know just kind of reactivate a lot of old tensions and stuff and maybe like create a lot of friction between certain communities and things.
you take the air coach from Belfast to Dublin and they, they will regularly and more regularly now anyway will pull over the coach and they'll ask everybody to show ID and if you look a certain way or you have a certain accent and you don't have ID it's not a problem like, they're not going to give you any bother I once like think I showed them like an out of date cherry picker license that had clearly been like made in a laminator like and it was they were kind of like yeah that's fine uh, whereas you know there were other people on board who don't belong to that kind of like real narrow kind of racial um, like stereotype and they get you know kind of taken off and questioned outside where other people don't have to see it or deal with it you know what I mean For one year, uh, 20 years ago, <laughs> um, I came here because uh, Karen was homesick and we'd been living out there for a while in New Zealand. And so uh, I thought I'd come for one year, but then when I got here, I kind of loved it. Belfast is like a, whether you live on the nationalist side or the English side, you're, um, it's, the working class areas are, are like small villages. So everybody looks after each other. So you can be walking down the street and someone will come to their door and go, you know, should I wear my coat today? You know, like uh, asking your advice as you know, somebody. I was really clear right from the start that uh, as long as we're in Europe, we're pulled in to um, do the dirty work for the Americans, the big corporations, the people who are quite happy to go to send pawns off to war. Uh, invade other countries for profit. Now, I'm saying that from, uh, I, I'm involved in the community and I've already seen lots of job losses. So um, I know the effect of leaving, um, it's already having a massive effect here, you know, on community jobs. It'll affect maybe the wider general community. It doesn't affect us. My opinion it doesn't. Maybe other travellers' views and opinions might be different on it. Oh, I, I was saying that not many travellers would vote. I, I don't know any traveller. Probably for the same. I don't know any any traveller that's ever voted. Don't know if Rose knows anybody that's ever voted or read it or might know something. But first thing we said, why would they vote? Vote for who? Should there nobody voices our views anyway? So what difference does it make if we break away from York? A lot of people don't know a lot about us. There's the traveller community or gypsies or thieves or whatever it is they may say about us. What's the crack with these people? How long, do they, how long do they exist? Have they always been nomads? Or have they just took to the roads because people say we took to the roads in the family? Which, we didn't take to the roads in the family. We've been here, it's been proved that we've been here, and DNA-wise, over 2,000 years. Because travellers are the only difference with travellers and settled folk is we had a nomadic lifestyle. Settled folk also had that lifestyle. They all came as nomads. They all populated different parts, came into Europe in all different directions. So they're all nomads. The only difference with the traveller community is they've always kept doing it. And now for the, because it doesn't look right towards the, the rest of the, the world, um, they're trying to do away with it. You've been listening to the Indefinite Article podcast. Project development by Ali Avery and Alice Myers. Production by Alice Myers. Sound design by Dave House and music by Jemima Thews. To follow the rest of the journey and to join the conversation, visit our website at indefinitearticle.org.